0: Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Net World, and thank you for tuning in. This will be part two of our series called The Slave Trade. And we've been talking about understanding the answer to a very important question. The question was, was Jesus born with the nature of sin? You might not think it's an important question. You might not think it makes a difference, but it really does. It's very, very important that we answer this question properly. We began yesterday by understanding the parts to man, that we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. But there are other spiritual factors which also have a play in our nature, our character, and our behavior. We talked about our spirit being what the Bible calls our heart, our soul being the mind, that it can be carnal or spiritual, and it houses our intellect, will, and emotions, Then there's our body, which is the muscles, the organs, the bones, and includes our five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. But in addition to that, we have a word called the flesh, and that's actually the propensity for sin or the tendency towards sin. And then there's the sin nature, which is the slavery to sin. We could call it the character or instinct of sin in the likeness of Adam after he sinned. Then there's our conscience, which is the voice of the heart or inner being. We talked that it can be good, but it can be evil. It can be sound, and it can be not sound. It can be seared. It can be excused, rejected, weak, and defiled. But it can also be cleansed, strong, pure, and convicting. And finally, we talked about the nature of righteousness in the likeness of Adam before he sinned, which is also the nature of Christ. And so we discussed that in order to understand who we are, it is important to understand the difference between the first Adam being Adam and the last Adam being Christ. We ended yesterday by saying some say that man is born inherently good and sometimes he makes mistakes. However, this is incorrect. Actually, man is born inherently evil and sometimes he does something right. Why is that? Because we're all born with the nature of sin that we inherited from Adam. And we are all like sheep and have gone astray. Our righteousness is as a filthy rag. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Why is that? It's because we're born with the nature of sin inherited from Adam. Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 6 says, We are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And then in Romans, chapter 3, verse 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. However, because of God's love for man, he sent the last Adam being his own son Jesus, to legally fulfill the law where the first Adam failed and to restore the relationship between God and man. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. With all seven of those characteristics and parts of man, what we just read in Hebrews said that there's only one thing that can divide between all those parts to understand how they work and relate together, and it's the Word of God which is living and powerful. So, continuing in our question, was Jesus, the last Adam, born with the nature of sin? Well, because of God's love for man, he sent the last Adam, his own son Jesus, to legally fulfill the law where the first Adam failed. And it was done to restore the relationship between himself and man. But because God created man with free will, he would not force this new nature of righteousness upon him. But he offers it as a free gift to be received by faith. God always created man with the power of choice. If he did not, man would merely be a puppet forced to obey every pull of his strings. You see, this free gift is that man might be transformed, that man might be changed, that man might become a new creature after the likeness of the last Adam, being Jesus, instead of the first Adam, being Adam. And instead of having the nature of sin, man would now have the nature of righteousness. Instead of being condemned unto death, man would now be redeemed unto life. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible gives an excellent definition of the second Adam. Listen to this. It says, Jesus, the last Adam, is a theological term applied to Christ as head of the second race. Well, now think about that. The head of the second race. It's a new race. God started all over. Remember, if Jesus had sinned, he could have never redeemed us. He would have ended up being the same as the first Adam, and those born after him would have his nature, the nature of sin. However, Jesus completed the work. He never sinned. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become of his nature rather than the fallen nature of the first Adam. Now that's what I call the divine exchange. So the answer to the question Jesus was not born with the nature of sin. His mother was Mary, who gave him his flesh through Adam. But because his spirit and blood came from God, he had flesh, yet not the nature of sin. So he was made just like the first Adam before he sinned and before the nature of sin came upon him. He had the choice to sin. He did, and the nature of sin became his character. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 It says, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So Jesus, like the first Adam, was an eternal being without sin or its nature. You could not kill Jesus. He was an eternal creature. He gave his life. No one could take it. He came with purpose to pay the price of redemption. He gave himself up, died on the cross, and went to hell for us. God declared to Satan, you can't kill an eternal righteous being. You'll have to let him go. He is sinless and therefore immortal. Just like Jesus, we will die physically, but we are now immortal beings. The Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? That's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. And I like the message version. It says, who got the last word, O death? O death who's afraid of you now? And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, in the New King James version, it says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And the Bible says you must be born again. Well, why is that? To be born of this new race. When we accept Christ, we become new creatures in his likeness. The old is completely gone, and we become completely new. We're not restored to the position of the first Adam after he acquired the nature of sin. We are restored to the position of the first Adam before he sinned without the nature of sin. We are no longer of that old race. We are redeemed from the nature of sin and restored to the nature of righteousness. We are redeemed from the law of sin and death And restored to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Listen to Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When we are born again we receive the very nature of Christ. The risen Lord and Savior. We are new creatures in Christ. We are now united together in his likeness. That's not the first Adam's likeness. It's the last Adam's likeness. Romans chapter 6 verse 5 confirms that by saying, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Not only are we forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness, we are redeemed from the very nature of sin itself. We have his likeness. And the word likeness means to possess certain characteristics or to be in a particular state or condition. Like both the first and the last Adam, we still have the flesh, the propensity to sin, the tendency toward sin. We still have the free choice to sin, we still have temptation to sin, and we still have to renew our minds to the Word of God and walk in the Spirit. However, we are forgiven. The price has been paid. And because we no longer have the nature of sin, we now have the ability to walk free from sin. In other words, we're no longer slaves to sin. The chains and bondage of the sin nature have been broken. Thus, our ultimate deliverance from the slave trade. And 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, says it very well. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So what is the way of escape? It's our new nature. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Why would we when we now have a divine nature? Listen to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, By which have been given to us, Exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Yep, Satan's in the slave trade, and he wants us to be slaves to sin. He wants us in chains. But thanks be to God, we're new creatures in Christ. We are a new race in the likeness of Christ, we possess his characteristics. We are in his particular state and condition. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now this is now, not tomorrow. This is finished, not coming one day in the future or when we die. We are no longer slaves bound to sin and its nature. We are now bondservants of Christ. This is much different than a slave. A bond servant is one who gives himself up to the will of another by choice. And the feminine word for this is Handmaid, so men are bond servants and women are handmaidens of the lord wow once again our time is up i certainly have enjoyed this teaching on the slave trade and i'm so glad we've been set free by the blood of the lamb tune in tomorrow same time same place and same channel i'll see you then and i call you blessed you have been listening to the choose you netcast with jim langwa if you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.